0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak. Uh, well, you know, it's that time of year again. Everybody's out there uh, looking for coaches. Coaching jobs are flying off the uh, off the shelves um the, the goat inexplicably doesn't have a job uh even at his uh, advanced age inexplicably doesn't have a job um and you know look we talk about a lot of things when it comes to coaches and uh look I like the Raheem Morris uh hiring I, I think he's a very good uh very good coach with the great very opportunity there for him um you know, like I think it's crazy they interviewed Belichick twice and didn't hire him. I mean, he's Bill freaking Belichick, but whatever. Um, but I, I think Morris is a good hire. The thing about that is that, look, people look at Morris and they and they say they point back to his record the first time around, right? Well, he's had other opportunities since then. He's come along. It's a different opportunity, right? Like so we gotta we gotta look at that and realize a couple of things that are that are really important here, right? Coaches just like players, can get better, all right, right, they're allowed to develop, they're allowed to work on things, you want to look at people, I mean, look at Zach Taylor, like, Zach Taylor in his first year, compared to now, like, you you see the growth, you see the things that he's done better, the improvements he's made, uh, personally, you know, and when you have more opportunities, like, Raheem Morris as the as the defensive coordinator of the Rams, like, is he worth, is he a head coaching candidate, like, yes, like, add on to that. He's been an NFL head coach. Yes, it wasn't you know, the most successful uh, tenure of any of anybody in history, but like why should that take away from that? You know, like, it's not it's not a bad thing. Like, he's got the experience and as long as you can learn from those things um, I mean, it's not like it was you know, Dave Shula out there either, but, you know like, you learn from those things and you, and you move on like, like, that's growth. Like that's how it works. That's how life works. Like you get better, you know. So that's the first thing. You're allowed to get better. And the second thing is sometimes situations are just different, right? Um, Belichick isn't gonna isn't gonna have Tom Brady wherever he goes. <laughs> yes, I get that. You know, people point to Belichick's record without Tom Brady, and it, it, like it's absurd to look at because okay, like hey, I get it. Tom left and won a Super Bowl. Like so, Tom did some things, but. Guess what? Tom was a lot better for having Bill. You know, like, like if Tom Brady gets drafted by any team other than the England Patriots, he might get a shot to be a starter at some point. Probably not as early. He's definitely not going to be playing in a Super Bowl as early. And he's not going to be as good because he didn't have Belichick to work with. Like, Belichick is a defensive coach, sure. Belichick watched film with Tom Brady every week, like on a regular basis. Taught him how to look at the game from a defensive perspective. Right, a big part of why Tom Brady is the goat is because of the way his head coach worked with him. Like, neither of them is winning six Super Bowls on their own, right? Like, like you can't have one without the other. Would Belichick have, you know, eventually gotten himself fired if they didn't have Brady? Uh, maybe. Like, you don't know. Like, 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 it, like it's hard to say. You know, maybe, it, maybe it's somebody different and it doesn't work out. I don't know um would Brady have been a Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know about that either. Like he like he wasn't going to be bad. Like you know, maybe maybe he like I said he gets a chance. Maybe he's a quality player, but like you don't know like how those things are going to go. Like it wasn't it, it wasn't in Tom Brady's genetics that he was just going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. If it was, he would have been the first overall freaking pick. You know what I mean? It, it, like it's not like it's not like Peyton Manning where you like you take the pick and you and you know it's golden. You know what I mean? Like the coach was a big big part of that, and not just the head coach, but definitely the head coach too was a big big part of what that was. And yeah, obviously not, you know you can't you can't build a mansion on a Shack foundation. You know you can't. Uh, uh, Belichick was not able. ...to turn uh, Jarrett Stidham or Mac Jones into Tom Brady overnight. Uh, So, yeah, like, you can't do it with anybody. Like, Brady's a big part of it, too. But, like, you can't just discount... ...the Brady years of Belichick's career and just act like, well, whatever. Okay? But that's the thing. The situation is important, all right? Let's look at the situation in Cleveland. Bill Belichick took the Browns to the playoffs... In 1995, I think. Anyway, took him to the playoffs. Bench Bernie Cozart took him to the playoffs. With Eddie Testaverde. Like, very unpopular moves. Played very, very well. Then next year, they were having some struggles. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a damn season, they announced they're moving. Right? And then things went to shit, which you might expect. Right? Like, and then, then then he gets canned and they they start anew, you know, in Baltimore and the rest is history. But it's he wasn't unsuccessful there. They were getting there. They were getting better. And then they had a freaking crazy damn year. They that, that didn't that, that didn't go well, right? Like like we act like that was some big failure. It wasn't, right? Not only that he he was a big part of building that freaking front office and all the pieces in there that are the reason why Baltimore is so successful. That's why it pisses me off when Ravens fans like, discount the the fact that they were built in Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, excuse me, Cleveland, because they were built in Cleveland. It's freaking Ozzie Newsome. Like, Ozzie Newsome built that goddamn team. Alright? A a Cleveland Browns great built that team. Alright? And a lot of those pieces, uh, you know, that front office was really established with Belichick there, all right. Hey, great example. That's a, you know, I guess they, they get, they get fired. That was Belichick and that was Nick Saban running the defense. The, the best coach in, in NFL history, probably the best coach in, in uh, NCAA his, history, alright, if not close. Like they got fired. So getting fired, losing some games, that shit doesn't make you a bad coach. Because that stuff happens for all kinds of dumb reasons. And those decisions are usually made by people that don't know shit about football. Moving on. There's a popular... I don't know if it's a meme. I don't know. Like a picture, like a tweet or something going around right now. uh, Regarding the 2013 Washington team formerly known as Redskins. And... Talking about that team has five... Perhaps by the time you're hearing this... Six... Staff members uh, from that team who are now NFL head coaches. LaFleur, Shanahan, all right? Uh, I'm, I'm losing my mind. McVeigh, Morris, and potentially Sloak. I missed one. You know who I'm talking about, though. I don't know. But like, oh, McDaniel. All right, so all these guys, all right, if you, if you listen to the, the podcast where they talk about, you know, the, the, the time of Washington, And you how things kind of developed for those guys there. Look, those are all really, really good coaches. The head coach was Shanahan's dad, who won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. They're really good coaches. They won three games A year. They won three damn games. Like it, this shit takes time. Like things gotta come together. Everything's gonna be right. Like it ain't easy. And it doesn't make you a bad coach. It doesn't. You know, sometimes it's just the situation. Sometimes things just aren't right. So, anyway, that, that shit drives me crazy. All right? And, and, and you got know, to look at the big picture. You got know, to look how people think about things, how they process, how they work through things, and, and how they develop over time. You know, what their philosophy is, how their team building is. That's why all those things are important. All right? And people just shift so freaking quickly. And it's a shit show. All right? And that's why, like, people tall... Call teams, property poverty franchise, blah, 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 People always want to see action. Sometimes you just got to let it go for a little bit. Let it develop, all right? Let it linger. Okay, you wrapped around my finger. You have to let it linger, all right? Let it linger a little bit. Let it develop. Know you're on the right path. Buy into it. You don't always see results right away. Like, that's being a mature adult. Right, <laughs> is accepting that you know sometimes the initial feedback is bad, and you have to wait for the reward. Delaying gratification, like that's that's a big key of being successful. And we just get way too excited about this crap and fire this guy, fire this guy, fire this guy. It's like eh, let's see how it goes. All right, let it go, let it go, let it play itself out a little bit. All right. Um, Got to judge the trajectory more than where it's at right now, sometimes. All right, where is it going? What's the process? How can we get to where we need to be on that type of stuff? Here's another example um, as I sit here wearing my South Coast State University uh, two time back to back national championship sweatshirt, it recently came in the mail, um, and uh, look. South Dakota State. Former head coach, John Stegelmeyer, got the job in 1997, I believe, as the head coach. Prior uh, prior to that, he was the defensive coordinator. They were a Division II team. All right? In his years as a Division II head coach, he never won more than eight games this season. He never finished better than fourth. in A very competitive, very good Division II conference, the NCC, which I don't believe exists anymore because too many of them went to Division I. But, very middling uh as a team overall uh in the like the history of that program for that for that that period of time 2004 my medic arrives on campus All right but (laughs) none of this has this all has very little to do with me right but when i got there all right uh and i started out as a volunteer assistant that was the first year we were transitioning to Division One. Okay, uh, the first game in Division as a Division One team, we got our asses kicked. We went out to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, California, and I believe it was like 56 to something. I don't know. We got we got smoked, right? Um, and it didn't look good. It was not pretty. There were some whispers uh, about, you know job security, and the like, already, after one game, all right? But guess what? We kept rolling. We got better. Um, we, you know, there was a process to it, and, and we built up to it. And uh, my, my fourth and final year there, when I was a graduate assistant, we won the conference championship. The first time he had ever won a conference championship happened at Division One. We only didn't go to the playoffs because it was the fourth year in, uh, in Division One, and we were not eligible, uh, according to the adjustment rules at the time, we weren't eligible for the NCAA playoffs, should have been an NCAA playoff team, we just weren't eligible for that one reason, okay, fast forward, like, the next year they are eligible for the playoffs, they didn't make it, the following year, they won the conference, they made it, alright, they won, um, actually, no, no, I'm sorry, I don't think they won the conference, that year, they might have, anyway, whatever, he won the conference four years, alright, uh, I don't know, about the next, like, 12, I think it was, he was coaching, all right? Won four conference championships. Doesn't seem that, you know, like a huge number, but that was in the same conference as North Dakota State, who was murdering freaking Division One uh, FCS at, at, at the time, all right? Uh, Bengals guard Cordell Volsom, I think won, I think he won five national championships because of the COVID year. Uh, like, He won the national championship like every damn year. uh, He was there. They won. They won the conference. They 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 went to the playoffs 12 years, all right, out of like a 14-year stretch there, something like that, all right. And I mean, really, out of a third, yeah. anyway, Anyway, like they went to the playoffs consistently. They never won less than eight games. After, I think, like, the year after I left, I think they had a bad year. And they had, like, 12 years where they never won less than eight after he never won more than eight. So, the guy's a better head coach at Division One than he was at Division Two. You get better. Things come along. Things develop. The situation changes, right? The facilities, the access to things we had, right? The division, like, all that stuff changed. And it makes... It makes for a different outcome. Like so I just get annoyed by all this stuff. Well, he wasn't successful before. Well, doesn't mean he won't be successful now. Like great coaches, great players aren't born. They are made. All right. And they're not necessarily made by other people. They're made by themselves. They're made by their situation. They're made by the adversity they go through. All right. And yes, yeah, some coaching and some teachings, all right, the people that you're around, all right. I, as a coach, was definitely made by John Stiglmeyer and some other very good coaches that I have been fortunate enough to be around, and I would not be the, the coach that I am without, all right? Uh, and, and I make no illusions about that, that I that I owe a lot of people a lot uh, in my in my life and in my career. But, yeah, anyway, this is, this is the point I'm trying to make. Like, you got to look past that stuff, all right? John Stiglmeyer... Won a national championship, the first of the back-to-backs, wa- walked off into the sunset, Now, and he built the program that now Jimmy Rogers, who replaced him, who was on that team where we beat the North Dakota State, uh, won the first championship in, in 2007. Um, I was part of recruiting him, actually. I was, I was on his recruiting visit. Um, <laughs> like, now, uh, they're rolling, you know, and, and it's a totally different situation. And it's a storied, you know, storied program. You know, from what was a meh D2, they don't even change their coach. They don't bring in some big name douchebag, right? Have a path, believe in it. Give you, you know, give yourself, give the people the resources they need. Take advantage of opportunities. Keep getting better every day. Have like a freaking one, baby. That is how you friggin' win. I'm Matt Minick. This is Coach Speak. Not directly related to the Bengals today, but some thoughts, some things I wanted to share there. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. day